One, two, ten. Welcome to the Claim the Throne podcast. Coming on you with infos on writing, recording, and marketing a metal album in 2013. Hey, who is it? It's Cabba and it's Ash. Welcome to the Claim the Throne podcast, where success in music is a marathon and not a sprint. How you doing, bro? Pretty good. Where'd you get that one from, Cabba? Ah, uh, I don't know. Just made it up on the spot. We still forgot to change the intro. No, we've got until the end of the year, mate. Ah, oh, it's like two months left. So two months to make an awesome intro. We just keep the same one. And you just say 2014. Nah, we'll make it way better. Although we've got to write new songs too. It's going to be tough finding all this time. It's Jimmy. The Australian coast is about to be invaded. It's time for crabs, naked and vulnerable, on a mission. I did not even know what to say about that intro, but I do love it. And it is time for crabs. I'm not overly prepared this week, Ash. I haven't written my blog yet this week, but what I will be writing about is something called band meetings. Do you reckon that's a good topic? Great topic. It's a bit nerdy, but it's something that we've done for our whole quote-unquote career, and it's been pretty beneficial, I would say. Um, It's something you can do at the start of the year, set your goals and everything for that year, and you can come back to it at the end of the year, go over everything you've done. Uh, what you've achieved, what you didn't do, or, you know, even do them more regularly, depending how good friends you are with your bandmates. And, um, yeah, keep just watching your progress on your goals and seeing how how you're coming along and make sure everyone's on the same page and no wild surprises throughout the year. Yeah, like someone going away for four months of the year. Yeah, it often happens with... um, Claim the Throne. Claim the Throne's bass player. I believe when... um, well, I'm actually talking about you. Me? Yeah, remember those... Oh, like, yeah, I went away for four months of the year as well, didn't I? Two years in a row. And you guys made a band without me? Nah, too lazy, bro. Anyway, but it's just one of those things like often you get caught up, well, I don't know, depending who's sort of making decisions or who's doing what with the band and you think you've told everyone something, you know, you've accepted a gig but you forgot to speak to someone or this year I want a tour but you haven't really spoke to everyone else about it and maybe they just want to focus on writing music or recording or whatever. So you just sort of want to make sure everyone's on the same page and I think um, it works really well just with everyone working together towards the same common goals. Yeah, if you're going to hold a, a band meeting, I'd say step one, get a big loaf of bread, cut out all the insides of it, fill it with any sorts of meat and just awesome food that you might have. Probably put a lot of cheese on the top and put it in the oven, then have a barbecue and eat all the bread and food as well and have a lot of drinks. So just make sure um, the vibe is healthy. Step two, start being nerds and actually having a meeting. It might seem like a bit of a bit of a lame thing to be doing, but I think you'll find that everyone will totally sink their teeth into it and lap it up. So from there, yeah, I reckon you set your goals, see what everyone's plans are for that year or for, you know, longer term or shorter term, anything that might be in the works, whether you've been offered a few gigs, um, whether you have a a date that you want to have your new album out by and what is involved in in having that ready, whether you need to record a demo, whether you still have five songs to write or whether you've got some lyrics in the works. Anything to hop in with at the moment, Ash? I think that a lot of people seem to underestimate how long things take. So something like an album, you can just say, I want to record an album, but realistically there's demoing, pre-production, your actual tracking, it might take a week for each person depending on your schedule. And yeah, these things end up bleeding over a couple of months, even to organize a tour. You've got to, you know, you don't just organize a tour and leave next week. You've got to, you know, flights by this date, you want to do your promo by that date, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, having a minutes and having it all laid out in front of each member makes it handy for the schedule of their next maybe two or three months. Totally, man. The very clothes your mother laid out for you. And yeah, you just reminded me that it's definitely imperative that you do write it all out in a Word document and print off a copy each for each band member. And then when you sit at the 
golden table you give each person one um, printout each so you just all sort of work through it um you might have bullet points or you know steps of things that will need to be done in order to reach that goal. It's also pretty handy as a visual guide to the year. You know, you might have someone who's booked holidays for this certain time. Then you can blank that out as we can't accept gigs throughout this period or something like that, just so everyone's on the same page about everyone else's whereabouts as well as what you've already got planned in the works. That's actually one of the best things about it, I think. And, and that way, if you know, if your band gets offered a gig, you don't have to make five phone calls and then go, oh, no, nah, one person can't make it. You just know everyone's availabilities all the time and, and everyone said that they can do that. And, um, you know, you might find that everyone's free in October. So that's when you try and book a few dates of a tour. Um, and you can also discuss with each other, you know, in order for us to get a tour, we have to first book a venue in, in you know, various cities or wherever we want to go for whatever reason. Um, we will need to book lineups. What sort of bands does everyone else want to be playing with? What sort of cover fee and those sorts of things that do we need to charge? Uh, and what marketing will we do? What are we going to budget? How much money do we have at the moment in our account? Do we all have to chip in our own money for certain things? Do we want to apply for a government grant, etc.? The list just go on and on and um, I'm going to detail them all all significantly in a blodge coming out very soon you better mate i will definitely but um we haven't actually had a band meeting for a long time but i feel like these podges are kind of like band meetings yeah except only we listen to them yeah that's a shame me you and amos polglaze probably knows more about our band than we do i know amos should be our manager of sorts Mm. not really i don't trust you mate i don't (laughs) trust the look of you Just to close off this crazy old sedge, I'll list everything that we have in our band meetings in the past. Your present is in the past. Previous year, what happened? What did we achieve? What was bad? What was good? How can we improve? Year coming up, what are our goals? Touring, photo shoot, merchandise, promo, endorsements, band availabilities, video clip, business, budgeting, and money. I read their sedge. Good work there today, Cabra, on the sedge. I rated about a six and a half out of ten. Fuck yeah. Sunday, the 24th of November, Rosemount Hotel in Perth. Doors at 6 p.m. For the first time ever in Perth, Moon Sorrow and Claim the Throne. Yeah. (laughs) Get your tickets now. Discounted for a limited time only at www.claimthethrone.com. Click on that. Buy them cheap now. And I gotta say, the drummer was friggin' awesome. Just like spot on. And it's supposed to be three to six inches. It was 22. This is the Sedge. All right, welcome to my Sedge this week. It's on being a drummer. All of us probably live in houses, apartments, flats, uh, university accommodation, just any rental situation. Huts. Clay huts. Kennels. Small piles of soot underneath the sandy (laughs) leaf with a small can surrounding me like plastic. Yeah, many drummers live in rental situations and you've got to care about your housemates or maybe it's your parents still if your name's... Paul Glaze. Either way, probably not going to have a space where you can play or record or anything on your acoustic kit. So I just wrote a blodge this week. I read their blodge. Detailing a couple of ways where you can kind of circumvent this problem. Circumcise this problem. So number one, the first solution is an electric drum kit. Now I've got an electric drum kit. Cost me $3,100 and boy, did I not use it for two and a half, three years. (laughs) 
What a shit investment. I actually kept it in a storage facility because it was too noisy for the apartment I was living in and took up too much space. It was, yeah, totally didn't work out. I wanted it. Since then, I've lived in a couple of houses and a couple of slightly better insulated townhouses or villas, and it actually works out really good. Doubles as a recording device to trigger sounds on your computer through Superior Drummer and things like that. Comes in really handy for low-level jams with your band. The problem is that it doesn't really feel like a drum kit. Uh, the cheaper you go, usually the more sort of hard plastic, that sort of thing it gets, and they get very slappy and noisy, and it really pisses not only your flatmates off, but yourself. Like, you got to crank the sounds in order to get over the top of the slappy sounds. So, got its pros, got its cons. Uh, next tip would probably be sound off pads. Now, they just sit over your skins on a drum kit. You might have seen these in a music store if you take music lessons. A lot of teachers have these to keep the noise down. They're pretty good, but same with an electric kit. They still do generate some noise. It is still quite loud. And yeah, the feel isn't too great. You still lay into a drum with it. The harder you hit, the more noise you generate. Uh, the next thing is practice pads. These are a godsend. I use a Vader one. I took a photo of it for my blodge. It looks dirty. It looks cumy. looks bad. I can't say how handy these things are. I mean, you can chuck them in your cymbal bag, take them to a gig. I actually bought a six-inch one that I took on tour in the UK, and that fit in a little backpack that I could just take around with me and walk up before the show. I'm full jerking it listening to you. Talking about inches. For fun. Yeah, they're good. They can mount on usually single braced Dixon or Promax style stands or I just put one into a snare stand even before a show. Then I can set it at the same height as I usually do. The only thing is, is you're not hitting a whole kit so you start to lose your range of motion. I do laugh sometimes when I walk past your room and just I'm like, what is that sound? And then it says just you blasting away on this little pad. We've got pretty thin walls. It's hearable, but you know, you wouldn't be pissed off if you were, if it was your roommate you'd be like cool that guy's a legend it's not like obnoxious sound it sounds like you're making an effort to be quiet which is the sound of respect it's good that you can hear that i'm trying to make an effort because previous pads i've had in the past man they've been so loud flatmate come in and i say yeah man i'll just practice for an hour he's like yeah i know i heard every fucking hit you idiot it can be pretty annoying and so if you can't make a single noise your flatmate can't hear you rhythmically jerking off in the next room is actually sit on the edge of my bed put a bit of sheet music or maybe have the ipod in the old ears and just kind of jam along smack my hands on my knees slash thighs and got my feet on the ground like pedals and just almost like air drumming and that works amazingly well really good for coordination and look if you can't practice any other way and you need to and let's face it most of us do especially me this is a pretty good solution Nothing's going to replace being on an actual acoustic kit. I've spent a month straight jamming on an electric kit every day. Everything's been cool. Go to jam and man, just suck. Like my muscles hurt. I cramp up a bit. Just not used to swinging sticks so hard at something that that reacts like a real drum. You get a lot of rebound off pads and electric kits and stuff like that. So what is an option as well uh, to supplement your stamina is also just to do a bit of exercise. And now I know things like running and cycling and stuff, it may not be the most fun, but it's really translatable onto the old kick pedals. It's in rhythm and it's the same muscles you use as when you play the kick drums. You can listen to this podcast while you ride your bike. So just do what you can, get on a kit as much as you can. And in the meantime, just fucking practice, mate. You'll get better. And it goes with any instrument, really. If you're a guitarist, you have to practice. 
practice, talking about practice. And I'm not one to talk because I get in the um, the bad habit of not practicing and just procrastinating and recording podcasts instead of practicing guitar. You know, you might not get any worse or anything, but you do notice a difference if you're, you know, have practice three times a week for an hour a night. It doesn't It's not a whole lot, but you noticeably improve your skills uh, in a not a very long time. Don't you think it's funny when people say, you know, oh man, this guy picked up the guitar two years ago and look, he's blazing solos now and he's blah, 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 blah. When I was a kid, I learned so slowly, like I picked things up really quickly, but because I didn't have the guidance of teachers or things like YouTube, it took me years to just figure out simple things. But these days, I mean, you can virtually pick up an instrument and a year later be pretty sick at it. There seem to be a lot of people like that these days that hasn't been very long and they just mastered it all of a sudden straight away. When I started, I did have a teacher but it was, it was like back in primary school and I actually didn't even want to learn guitar, but um, my parents just made me do it. And um, I hated it, like sucked it. It couldn't pick it up at all. And one day just like, it just all of a sudden clicked after about a year or so. And I just knew how to play guitar all of a sudden. And I'm pretty much about the same goodness now. <laughs> I always wanted to play drums. I played guitar since I was young, but every time I got on a kid, I was just retarded. And then one day, just this dude just bought a drum kit or his parents had. And yeah, I sat down and he showed me one beat I could just play. Yes. It's very weird. But there are guys out there who are like amazing drummers and then they pick up a guitar and they're amazing guitarists. And it can go the other way around as well, I guess. you know. For sure, for sure. I'm an average guitarist at best and I've been playing guitar for a few years longer than drums because if I try and get better at guitar, my drumming just goes out the window. So. You heard the acronym to focus? Follow one course until success, which means you need to spend more time on one thing to master it as opposed to a little bit on a hundred things and not be that good at anything. Time is musicianship. Time, what is time? It's all relative, like you got to balance your life. Good advice, Ash. Fucking barring up over here. With the emergence of social media, bands are just posting their news updates right on their Facebook, right on their Twitter. Why not think about what used to happen in email lists? Make your band a mailing list sign-up form today. Have it on your website, have it on your social media, and build a loyal following today. When you have major news updates, no competing with the clutter of Facebook, you can email it straight to their inbox. Tell them your news, tell them your gidge. I'm Cabba, I read their gidge. Claim the throne, use MailChimp.com for their mailing list. Okay, we had some listener questions this week. Reza Bezanahel. I have a question. I had sex with this girl last weekend and I didn't check my condoms was expired. Do you think the girl's going to get pregnant because of that? Thank you. Well, expiration dates on condoms, a bit like expiration dates on milk, you will get pregnant if you consume it. Reza, I would say you are pregnant. I actually think pregnant guys are hot getting a bit moist even talking about it. Um, But Reza, we also um, got some advice for you just uh, in in the future. Rather than even having to go down that angle, how about this? Suck the other person's rectum. Okay, we've got a listener question from Barry McWhizzletits. Yeah, he doesn't really have a question. He's got more of a statement. And uh, yeah, let's hear that. GSAA, guys. I really enjoyed the article about how to write a bio. My name is Barry McWhizzletits and I'm in a band called Schwinkter McSchwinkty. Thank you. Good job and nice McWhittle tits. I read their fridge. Also had a question from our favourite mate Amos uh, on the old Facebook who has asked, what is your best warrior recipe? My best warrior recipe was spoken by Cabba probably about 10 minutes ago on this podge. It involves bread being stuffed with meat and put in the oven. You can basically just get a bit of bread and just fill it with anything you want. And it's got to be a big loaf to rip all the bread out and just fill it with shit and a lot of 
cheese on the top, probably some garlic and parmesan and in the oven, uh, a few beers and smash it down fast. And um, just to, to finish off the uh, the old listener, Sedge, we'd like to thank Amos for sending in a picture of himself last week. He did ask a question about his G-string. We've sent him a brand spanking one because he broke the last one. He sent us a picture of himself in a G-string and a pink baby bib. So thanks for that, Amos, and we'll include it in the blodge this week. We've also got it stuck behind our toilet just in case we run out of ideas. About to buy a new instrument or audio equipment and want the cheapest price? Don't forget to check out your local music or audio equipment retailer while you're surfing the web as many have online pages and still offer very competitive prices on certain brands. You never know, you might find a bargain and have it within a day with no risk of fraud or hidden duty and customs fees. Sounds pretty good to me. Cabaranash Music of the Week! So, Kava, what should we listen to this week? Just carrying on the tradition of, of late um, when we are playing with other bands coming up, I do get a bit excited. So this week I've been smashing a bit of Moon Sorrow because we have them coming to Australia for the first time very soon. I'm pretty pumped about it. I've been a big fan for a long time. So this week I've been listening to their album at Kevin Kentaya a lot in my car. Nice pronunciation. I'm pretty much finished in real life. I'm almost finished myself. But that's good Good uh, journey music. So um, yeah, driving to work, you can go on a half an hour drive and listen to one song. It's pretty good. Although Kevin Kentaya is not so, the songs aren't so long as um, they are these days. There's six songs on that one goes for almost an hour though as it is um but it's pretty awesome man one of the first um viking metal albums that i ever heard back in the day yeah it's one of those bands that can have all the the fiddly d sorts of synthy melodies without it sounding lame at all it actually still sounds really epic and really black metal and and pretty evil at times as well so it's like yeah pretty amazing thing that they do yeah it's fiddle d without any fiddle d it is yeah that's probably the wrong word to be even using but they have that synth with you know the melodies played lead on keyboards and it sounds awesome it is awesome man and and actually the biggest inspiration for me uh, in my vocals was learnt from Moon Sorrow and especially that album with these ones that go yeah. stolen directly from Moon Sorrow and incorporated in Claim the Throne. So thanks for that Moon Sorrow and looking forward to seconds getting to Australia soon. What have you been listening to, Ash? I've been all over the place this week, man. Like, I don't have my Spotify anymore, so if uh, I really want an album, I have to buy it, find it in my collection, or get it online. But just going on from every time I listen to any melodic death metal, you always say, hey, Ash, you like any dark tranquility? And then uh-huh. I always say, yeah, man, I bought Projector years ago and fucking hated it, so <laughs> never went back. So this week, actually... Listen to a bit of earlier Dark Tranquility in uh, Mind's Eye and The Gallery. And two, yeah, two albums well, this week. Who do you think you are? Michael Stain himself. What one's better out of Mind's Eye and Gallery? Uh, well, I listened to Mind's Eye more, so I'm just going to go with that to be safe. But I did like how The Gallery was a little bit thicker production and also just a little bit crazier maybe. Yeah, man. I think when Gallery, when it's good, it's amazing, but probably not as consistent as Mind's Eye is. Just every song in Mind's Eye is just flows like craziness, man. That is my favorite Dark Tranquility album. One thing that I really do like about The Gallery, but also it's kind of it's down. For. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's a uh, one level on the vocals thing, and it's kind of like Speed Street from Soilwork, where he just he just can't change levels, and that's possibly why he started singing heaps more. Mm-hmm. The Let's end of it. it up so, a bit. Yeah. yeah, Dark Tranquility though, with the vocals, it is 
pretty unique, but if you hear it, you know exactly who you're listening to straight out, which yeah, is for a, sure. an amazing thing. So go Dark Tranquility. That was pretty Would cool, Would you listen man. to it again after this For week? sure. I'll definitely keep listening to it. Um, my iPhone actually got wiped, so the only things I've got on it now are like toilet black metal or Dark Tranquility. You heard the latest Dark Tranquility? No. Yeah. Nothing past projector. I Seriously, it, I was disturbed by how shit that album was. <laughs> you agree? Or am uh, I tripping? Uh, yeah, it wasn't really my thing, but when I got into them, it was Mind's Eye pretty much. And then, so I'd already had the idea in my head of what Dark Tranquility was supposed to be like. And I didn't really like Projector or Haven. But um, actually, most of their latest stuff I haven't really loved. Like, it's all okay. I would listen to it, but wouldn't rave about it. Um, but the latest one's pretty interesting. It's like really dark sounding and a bit different. And give them kudos for, for trudging along and trying something different while still sounding very dark tranquility. One person that's also on my fucking tail about Dark Tranquility is the man himself, Sleet, Mr. Sleet with his wide disc, his 12-inch disc spinning off its axis. Mr. Spray. Yeah, he is into the dirtiest of the dirty. <laughs> and um, we're talking like Transylvanian hunger is high-quality production to my man Sleet. <laughs> he had this Dark Tranquility demo or EP or something that I heard years ago and, and it was unrecognisable to me compared to this shitty projector, which I've said maybe five times. I yeah, like the word man, projector. Geez, you're real passionate about how bad it is. In fact, when you started telling me about Dark Tranquils. I thought you must have meant this EP. I didn't realise they had uh, good albums before. Oh, Skydancer? Is yeah, that it? Yeah, probably. I don't really know. I don't th- actually think I've heard it, but it's before the gallery. They had some sort of double release where it was an early album re-released with an EP or something, yeah. Yeah, it just sounded like real thrashy melodic death mm. that I was super into at the time, but just never followed it up. Totally. Yeah. Good one. Anyway, on to the next goddamn siege. Soon live in Perth, Millennium Bug. A tribute to 90s heavy music, 27th of December at the Rosemount Hotel. Featuring King Onion, Bayou, Dark Union, Weapons. That will include local original music and covers from the likes of International Axe. Doors at 8pm, $15 entry. Prize for the best dressed 90s themed punter. Thanks, Gabba. The Throne, News and Gitch. So it's a slow news week for Claim the Throne. Uh, nothing aside from our Moon Sorrow and Christmas gigs uh, on the horizon. No, same old in the Claim the Throne camp. Still just plugging away with uh, the Forged in Flame album. Still got a few more reviews coming through, all very positive. So pretty stoked about that. The new Hysteria magazine and the new Blunt magazine both have reviews. They'll have interviews coming up soon as well. So keep an eye on the upcoming editions of those and purchase them at the news agents or on the internets. The other news is probably Gidge related, but our next show with Moon Sorrow from Finland, uh, 24th November in Perth, we've just um, got some tickets that we are able to sell at a discounted price. So if you head on over to claimthethrone.com, click on the merch section, you will find a link to some tickets for that show and we can get them at about 10 bucks cheaper for you. So definitely worthwhile doing that, but we don't have too many. So head on over and grab one and see us there for pints and steak and music. Other upcoming gigs would involve our Christmas show, 20th of December, Amplifier Bar in Perth with Silent Night, Red Descending, Suffer and Rot 666. And then you can catch us on the road with our favourite Aussie band, Balacore, a joint tour in January. And you can get all the tour dates online, claimathrone.com. I am Tom. Okay, so thanks for listening this week. Uh, we are Ash and Cabra, otherwise known as... Cabra and Ash. The Podgers. The Blodgers. The Dirty Fucking Red Rogers. <laughs>
But uh, yeah, we'll be back in again in one week's time. So um, get involved. We've got tons of articles up on claimthethrone.net now. So we'd really love some comments and stuff. Get some chatting underway. Uh, if you got any feedback, comments, questions, you can email them through to us, info at claimthethrone.com, or you can even send a voicemail on uh, claimthethrone.net. If you scroll over to the right-hand side, there's a section that says send voicemail. We'll play it on the show. If you want to plug a gig, let us know about it or record your own ad. Um, you know, we just want to get you guys involved in this as much as we are involved in it. So say g'day and um, let's make this pretty funny. Been great being here again, Ash. Thanks for the party. No worries, mate. Glad to be of assistance and also of assistance. We're going to go out on a song tonight. Up to you, mate. I'd say so. What What are you interested in hearing? You know, a uh, funny thing is editing the podcast the last couple of weeks, or should I say the podcast, <laughs> was um, Good joke. Yeah, getting the Cabba Sings Claim of Thrones CD out oh. just for a little bit of interlude music. And yeah, just had myself a tasty listen to Black Law, which of course you re-recorded on acoustic, not much different to the verse version, which was of course acoustic. <laughs> but I do like how slightly different it is and how the production is from a cabba perspective this time. Well, can we go out with an acoustic track from that CD? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What do you reckon? Well, I'd love to go with one of the covers like The Boxer. The Boxer. The Boxer. Paul Simon, The Boxer. Yeah. So this is uh, Cabba playing on his shitty little demo setup. If you dig it, you can certainly find it at our Bandcamp page, which is linked from claimthethrone.net so have a look around and have a squeeze I am just a poor boy my story seldom told I squandered my resistance for a pocket full of humbles such a promises while I isn't just still a man hears what he wants to hear disregards the rest whoa Lying out my wish to close and wish 
wishing I was gone going home Where the New York City winters aren't bleeding me Bleeding me going home When the clearing stands a boxer and a fighter by his trade When he carries the reminders of every love that laid him down Contentedly he cried out in his anger and his shame Why I'm leaving, I am leaving, but the fighter still remains Whoa Lord, you know, you know, you know, you know.